0: <laughs> we're we're recording okay uh we'll see how how uh how this goes on playback um okay for <laughs> we'll, we'll get the the quick talk out of the way uh i got a zoom h6n and this is the first time i'm using it but uh I, i'm i need to use it later so i wanted to uh, it's just it's been a week <laughs> I have not had time to do anything, let alone think. But uh you know I I've I've been um very slowly listening to um I was just listening to it this morning. James Bonding. Oh yes and because we were just just to come back around to this um it, be, for a couple of reasons i was thinking about how uh the the episode we put up last week which was episode 7 uh, mm-hmm. this this don't let this confuse you people we're talking episode 9 but i'm talking about episode 7 uh was the longest episode we've ever done yes it did go on a big michael j fox uh it, 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 uh rabbit hole digression sort of thing Mm -hmm. uh which i enjoyed i did too Uh, i don't i don't uh didn't hear a lot back from the fork buddies on that so so we'll have to we'll have to just assume no no feedback is good feedback well um kristen who was
1: you know my wife and longtime fork buddy Mm -hmm. (laughs) um Uh, is still listening to it. She's oh, listening to it in parts. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, it still hasn't, hasn't actually. <laughs> Let's
2: see.
1: I have. I'm going to turn this around here a little bit. So, um, I, I was, I'm reluctant to tell you something. Okay. Um, then I'm probably reluctant to hear it. So, but no. So I, um, I had Tuesday off from work because um, mm-hmm. I went to get some dental work done and. Uh, see my second child um and, and his mother's and his mother's stomach. I believe they call it an ultrasound.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, I do believe that's the technical term for it.
1: So uh I did um so afterwards I went I had some time so I went to go see a movie. What'd uh, you see? I saw Overlord.
0: Oh okay, so you said that you had seen Overlord and a Star Is Born. Right. Right? That you got caught up on those.
1: Yeah, so I got I saw a Star is born in it. Mm-hmm. And that was first hours really good. And then the rest is just kinda overlord is just i thought it would be like the cabin in the woods um but it was like like it would just kind of turn the genre on the head Mm -hmm. a little bit but it it didn't like it just wasn't it wasn't really fun though i did find out that the main actor is the son of goldie hahn and uh, kurship russell Russell, and i was Mm -hmm. like why does this guy look so familiar oh yeah it's because it's does he actually look like Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn? Yeah, together. He like, and he has a beard in the movie, so he looks like Kurt Russell and the Hateful Eight. Oh, okay. Um, Do you remember? So I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but no. it just
0: popped into my head. Do you remember the old Conan bit where he would um, mash together celebrities' faces? <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is. <laughs> This Often is for, <laughs> for
1: terrible, terrible t- terrible results. But um So the actor's name is Wyatt Russell. Okay. So and he's in um that Linklater movie too. Um Everybody Wants Some.
0: Oh, which I still haven't seen yet. I need no. to see that.
1: Um so um but it just so this movie just wasn't fun to me. Like, okay. I thought it would be like end in sort of a cabin in the woods are away. And it was just just a typical horror action movie sort of, way. sort of like the way alien ends but alien did better
0: right because alien is a classic film
1: yeah but so the pre- there was a preview mm-hmm. they're making or they made a prequel to transformers bumblebee yes and uh, okay so, uh, so i'm hopeful go ahead. i'm optimistic are you Yes,
0: there's one reason I'm ob- I'm up. Op- <laughs> I can't even get it out. There's one reason that I'm optimistic, and that's because he's a VW bug again.
1: Yes, and Soundwave is in it, ah. and Starscream is in it. Okay, like all the eighties Decepticons, mm-hmm. short Megatron, mm-hmm. are in this movie. Okay, and they and I think Optimus makes an appearance in a Princess Leia hologram sort of way. Okay, but. And John Cena is is one of the main characters. And then it's Haley Stellfield. She's the gal from True Grit. Oh, okay. Um So i I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic about mm-hmm. this one. I don't think Michael Bay directed it, but of course I'm sure he produced it. Sure, right. But just seeing the sight of Soundwave, just you know, and Starscream and mm-hmm. all their like computer-generated yet retro glory, just make me give me the warm fuzzies a little bit. Uh,
0: is is it supposed to take place in the eighties? Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's 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 meant to be a period piece. Is <laughs> uh,
0: I will probably end up
1: giving it a chance.
0: I always liked Bumblebee. I, I found the fact that he couldn't talk uh, in the in the first one immediately annoying Mm -hmm. and the fact that he wasn't uh, a a volkswagen also annoying Mm -hmm. but i i I had read that they got the partnership with gm so that they couldn't use any of the original cars and whatever whatever but i i will i we'll see yes we'll see i might i might
1: go and see this one um i i i think i will I, yeah. I mean
0: well you've got to see all the other ones why yeah, stop now why stop now <laughs> yeah. why stop now
1: I mean I don't know I just but uh Overlord was I uh I, I had such high hopes for it being JJ J. Abrams I thought yeah. it would be something
0: and a it was different.
1: not a something
0: I I find that AJ A or Abrams JJ J. Abrams what did mm. I call him AJ Abrams <laughs> J.J. Uh, J. Abrams extremely problematic for me because I always find that his stuff has a lot of potential and I end up being very intrigued by it and then feeling like it falls short of what I was wanting it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, I was talking with Janelle about this and possibly the exception is Fringe. But
1: okay. I have my problems with the last season of Fringe. I've not seen Fringe. Okay. I've um, I've seen Most of Lost. Mm-hmm. I, the one movie he's done that i really really like is super eight
0: super eight was pretty good i like mm-hmm. that one yeah
1: but with everything else um even force awakens which i mean i like but it doesn't
0: i i it, like for certain reasons one because it has my favorite characters back mm-hmm. but uh it's you know it, it was nice to see a, an updated Remake of Star Wars, I guess. Yeah, that's why you hope.
1: <laughs> and that's it's exactly what it is. It's it's, it,
0: it's like your favorite characters are now old, and the younger characters have bigger tantrums. Um,
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I
0: and I they don't put know. Daniel
1: Craig in a stormtrooper mask, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and have him be all confused.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I I mean, I liked that part. I thought it was pretty fun. I I like how. I, I liked all the Easter egg cameos of, of, like, Simon Pegg being the, you know, the mm. alien merchant guy on, on Tatooine. And mm. I, I I still, it's it's a million times better than the prequels, mm-hmm. um, but oh, yeah. I'm also somebody who I, I really loved uh, Last Jedi. I still mm-hmm. think it's my favorite of the reboot so far.
1: Oh, yeah. I Rogue... That and Rogue One.
0: Rogue One is a great yeah. Yeah. Is just a great film on its own. I I, I like what they did with that. Mm-hmm. Uh I do I, I do have I don't think we'll ever see it because of the way Lucasfilm controls things and Disney controls things, but it would be nice to see the original director's cut with all because it was supposedly even heavier. Yeah. Uh and this one version was pretty heavy.
1: Yeah. And I had heard, and I think we've discussed this before, but I think it was one of the Gilroy's, I think Dan, mm-hmm. like did some heavy rewrites on it. Mm-hmm. And because um, he wasn't ever a big fan of like the Star Wars genre, and he had that eye, like the outside eye, the outside point of view, mm-hmm. I think probably helped benefit sure. Sure. Um, whereas all the... And, all the insiders, all the people who've worked on the franchise before worked on Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, with the exception, I say you're Ron Howard and it ended up being like a, like a, end up being like a fanboy's dream as opposed to like a yeah, good motion picture. And it's, it's serviceable. I just don't, there's no solo. Solo is the
0: only Star Wars film I haven't bought so far. Yeah. Uh, I probably will. I'll probably buy a used copy of it. <laughs> uh, I, my favorite parts in that it, it it would have been I think a better film if if it could have stuck with the new characters more cuz I really mm-hmm. liked uh who was it um shoot who was it it was uh Favreau was the the pilot guy right oh, wasn't he man. the
1: voice of the maybe I was more upset that they killed Tunde new in 20 minutes and
0: wasn't but wasn't yeah. his voice John Favreau? Maybe. Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh... I don't know why I think that, but yeah, Google, Google will answer all. Yes. Um, it, it, the. I think that if they'd stuck with that and, you know, the the new. I I don't know. There, there are things that I liked about it that I wish the li- things that I liked about it. I wish I'd spent a little more time with, um, and I, I just uh, probably also my own, you know, pre of it is that I'm, I'm never gonna have a good time accepting anybody else's Han Solo.
1: See, then Alden Ehrenreich didn't bother me, mm. and uh, according to IMDb, yes, it was Favreau as Rio. I think was the guy's name, the character's name. Okay uh rio durant um
0: gotcha and he was the pilot with the forearms yeah okay uh and yeah i don't know i i i i they made some odd choices to me i don't know uh we should probably before we get uh much further into the podcast we could we could introduce the show in under 15 minutes uh this is what the fork i'm jared i'm jason
1: um what's up fork buddies i
0: you know (laughs) do we even need to uh we probably should get in the habit of introducing the podcast at the top of the show i suppose um but oh, so to to kind of go back to uh, James Bonding for just a sec. One yeah. one thing that's interesting is that I uh, I have seen most of these films at some point. Yeah, I know that I missed some of the Brosnan ones because I just couldn't take it anymore. Right, um, and it's so it's it's kind of fun to I I need to actually rewatch them. You know. Uh, I, all again, I think, because it's 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 been a long enough time that as they're talking about it, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that part, mm-hmm. and it's 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 the the mats are Matt and Matt. Matt. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a great theme song. I they, uh, which I'm pretty sure Jonah Ray gave them, or like it was his idea, I think, to do the Matt and Matt.
1: I think so, I, and. It's someone in their circle of comedian friends that mm-hmm. wrote it because they've. There's an episode where they talk to the guy who wrote it. Okay. Um, and I forget his name. I I, wanna, I honestly don't remember his name. I want to say it's. Um, oh, who's the. He's on this show that I like too sometimes. Um, on, so there's a show that Kristen and I watch when we're not watching Good Place um, called Speechless. Okay um and Mini driver uh, isn't it
0: uh i've been meaning to watch that cuz i actually really like Mini driver
1: yeah and actually it, it's it, i mean it's it's a sitcom and but it's a really good one okay um and there why why can't i for the life of me remember this comedian's name uh while you're while you're looking that up
0: i will uh <laughs> my my point with the james bonding uh, and i did have one was yes. that they they go on digressions all the time uh mm. you know other other show podcasts like uh starting the next conversation another Matt matter one but still they go on on digressions uh, uh well, the, what is the one the other one that I, I i have i stopped i had to stop listening to cuz it just got too long which i don't want to have happen to this show um the Gilmore guys, they started getting like three or four hour long episodes. I'm like, okay, that's, that's too much. That's excessive. It is. It's, it's, it's a bit much. So when you're there complaining that we went to almost two hours, and we did make it under, by the way, uh, it, it, at least we're not that long. Yeah. And so. I don't
1: think anyone's complaining. Uh but I don't think this we is, should be This here. is
0: my inner critic. It's all in here. I'm I'm tapping my head. It's all in my head. I'm like, ah, we go on for too long. It's going to people are going to get bored. They're going to be like, "Where when do they talk about the good place?" And <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so um it's um I discovered this other podcast cuz they're for, they're I'm writing about for New Times for the events calendar. It's called uh-huh. the Greatest Generation. Okay, guess what they talk about? Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And it's from it's in the Maximum Fun family. Okay. And it's just two comedians who you know watch Star Trek, mm-hmm. but they do go on these crazy digressions mm-hmm. about like how like you know being nerds growing up and everything. So I think, and it's and it's pretty funny. And I'm thinking maybe we shouldn't beat ourselves up so much about going nearly two hours on a half an hour. Okay, says the
0: one who's in therapy and the one who still has yet to get into therapy. So <laughs> I, I, I will continue probably to beat myself up until until <laughs> until I, I I have some work. Uh, okay, so so let's 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 get into this week's episode. Yes, which to 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 recap. Uh the, the where we left off is that Tahani had discovered Jason's butthole. Mm-hmm. Um still funny. It it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 never not going to be funny. Uh but yeah, please, I I I I mentioned and and because I want to be honest with you fork buddies, I have to say that I did not Get a chance to rewatch this week's episode all the way through, uh, and I have I have uh, a few things that I wanted to talk about for sure, but I don't have I don't have any specific scenes this week. So, so um, Fork Buddy Jason's going to be in
1: the driver's seat for us yes. So, um, I actually like I actually didn't even have anything down as far as the intro when Tahani discovers the butthole. Uh-huh. though I did. Get mildly amused at his. Um, he immediately starts naming off his favorite Fast and Furious movies, in <laughs> order <aura> of awesomeness. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. As he's eating, I believe flaming hot Cheetos. Yes. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I actually didn't have anything until after the credits roll, because that's when they. Um, when fake Eleanor and real Eleanor.
0: Um, yeah, I I like. Uh... There, there's the whole bit about Eleanor trying once more to get um, to get fun. Uh, people to stop calling her fake Eleanor, mm-hmm. to no avail. <laughs> 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 but okay, so is this
1: about where I, I hear it? Like about three minutes, I think, because okay. it, it's after. That's actually when they start. Yeah, when they start doing that. Oh,
0: okay. I'm glad we're skipping over probably my least favorite part, which is that we get a recap. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, it's it's a it's a short thing. It just it just bugs me a little bit. I, I get that they're talking. I get what it sets up, but I hearing it back, uh, I I'm just like, why why did we need to re get all of this? And
1: I don't know. And and, and kind of goes when we were talking off mic i i think again this is just sort of like your typical filler episode mm-hmm. because as we'll discuss further the one thing that's supposed to like there's really fun things that happen in this episode but nothing truly gets resolved here right um other than as we, well we'll get to it um but actually if you want to back up a little bit i kind of want to go back to the beginning because it. I think this goes back to that something we were talking about off mic. Okay. Yeah.
3: About your time on Earth, why don't you tell me about your time here? Anything that might help your case? Well, in the first twenty-four hours, I caused the world to erupt into chaos, <laughs> uh, and then I caused a garbage storm. It's kind of a rough start, but things calmed down after. Chibi oh, it's written by Demi and Julie. Oh, yeah. Tell me about that. Well, I studied with Chidi every day, and then Chidi got sick of me, so I did some nice stuff to make him feel better. And later I confessed, because Chidi was being tortured by guilt, and I just felt awful seeing his little nerdy face all contorted. Oh, Eleanor, I have a stomachache because of what you did. (laughs) He is such a dork. (laughs) You know, uh... A lot of death row inmates feel regret about things they never said—admissions of guilt, or anger, or love. Are you making a move on me? <laughs> it's fine. I just didn't see it coming. Uh, well, hooking up with someone with the exact same name—it is kind of a fun narcissistic <laughs> fantasy. No, no, Eleanor, I, I'm I talk- could be into it. Mm, no, I'm talking about you and Cheedy. Now, ordinarily, you having feelings for my soulmate would be whoa, a conflict whoa, whoa, of interest. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You think I'm into cheety? Yes, Eleanor, I do. Because you are.
1: You mentioned his name nine times in the last 10 minutes.
3: Nobody asked you, Bomba John.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, A, Bomba smile. Uh huh. I just wrote, it's so weird and yet oddly comforting. Right. It, it's just. I love Bomba Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: very he's very good. So uh, I, I I I just it was just kind of odd that it, that this is the um, Demi Edejiwebe episode, and he uh, is of course the co host of the aforementioned um,
1: Gilmore Guys podcast. Oh, okay. So anyway, please continue. Oh, but and we were t- kind of talking about this off mic. So this is the I think it's the second or third time that in the show that in my probably inaccurate counting that Eleanor is kind of into.
0: Right. She's pretty, bisexuality is a, is a, is an unspoken component of her character. There's, Mm -hmm. there's, she mentions having the hots for Tahani multiple times. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, it it comes up periodically throughout uh, the, Mm -hmm. the, the run of the show and continues to
1: come up. Yeah. And I, I just, I like how, I mean, it's not ever explicitly said, and maybe, and, I, but I find it, um, comforting that a, it's not, it's not explicitly said, mm-hmm. and that it's not played for a, you know, you know, joke. Um, it's not.
0: No, I suppose not. It's, um, it's just. It, I, I think that. It's it's hard for it not to be comedic because it is a sitcom, but right, right. it is. Uh, I, I think it, it is just taken as this is who she is, and mm-hmm. uh, it's. I believe, I think it's an honest attempt on the on the show's part to be inclusive, mm-hmm. uh, which they, they do quite a bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just I and start become slowly become more woke. <laughs> <laughs> Or woker uh-huh. <laughs> um not even a word <laughs> um i i I just find something like that you know where we it's not something that um becomes like a focal topic or the special episode, more mm-hmm. like Brooklyn nine nine like there was a whole like and I like the episode, where is it um what's her name um the tough cop.
0: Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah,
1: where, um, it becomes the focus of a whole episode and it's a very good episode. And I find it very funny. Well, it's, it's yeah. the,
0: it's the, the arc that she has post, um, mm-hmm. post the Nick Cannon. Uh, Oh, it is post Nick. <sighs> so is it, is it post Nick Cannon, but pre, um, uh god damn it. Uh Manzugas, Jason Manzukas.
1: Um, it's after Manzugas.
0: Okay, so did canon happen after Because Mansukas comes back.
1: Right. So it's before Manzukas comes back. Okay. But it's after he leaves to go into witness protection, which right. Brooklyn nine nine spoilers everybody.
0: <laughs> tons of them, but we that's not a show we promise not to spoil. So <laughs> So, it's fair game <laughs> uh and I don't think that we have actually um talked about it competently enough for it to be spoiled uh for anyone <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, we can't remember any of the characters' names we just know the general situations, but yeah i I thought that Rosa was an interesting Diaz. Her right, name yes, Rosa Diaz. okay uh I'm sure that that elsewhere in the house uh, Janelle is silently screaming that because every time that I'm recording a (laughs) podcast and I forget or can't remember somebody's name (laughs) and something, she's always like, it was this person. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, yeah, I, I thought that that was handled... Uh, in a way, to call attention to it, which mm-hmm. this, which Good Place doesn't. Brooklyn Nine Nine, which it's, I think it's fair to compare it to because it's another um, this guy's show. Michael Michael, Michael Shore, Shore. Yeah.
1: produces it, but right. it's the former. It's Gore and I forget who the other writer is that I've created.
0: Okay, so. uh, but anyway, it's it's still it's still uh, I don't know. I, I view them in kind of a similar. Uh, like what they're they're trying to do anyway mm. uh it's in in brooklyn nine nine rosa's uh sexuality is handled like mm. feels like on a very special brooklyn nine nine yeah
1: you know? <laughs> and whereas like they did in the a's like, here's a very special episode, different strokes
0: exactly this is what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah. but yeah it's it's i th- I think that they handle it it well here mm-hmm. um in a way that that it's just Eleanor being Eleanor. And you, you just kind of take it mm-hmm. as, "Oh, well, that's crazy Eleanor. I, I don't know. It's just one of, her, one of her things.
1: It's like that movie, too, um, Hearts Beat Loud. Yes. Where um, the daughter, played by Casey Clemens, mm-hmm. it's never explicitly said that she is, um, uh, her sexuality is never explicitly stated.
0: No, it's, it's, a, it's a big component of the film. Yeah, and but... that's one
1: of the things I love about the film.
0: That's interesting. I was just—I was on on one of my other podcasts. I was talking about on Hooten Review. I was talking about this with uh, Janet Duncan, mm-hmm. and um, she was not as as big a fan of the film as I am. Um, and and I I think I have to agree that it's not. Uh, my problem with it is probably that it's um, it. I don't know it it doesn't i really love the performances in it i love Mm -hmm. the music in it uh i my problem i think is that it never really does anything yeah
1: you know it's it's this three month period yeah in these people's lives
0: with that being said, yeah. I, I I think the performances are great. Like I said, I think mm-hmm. Nick Offerman is is fantastic in it. I think that the the daughter is is, is first of all what a singer. And, oh yeah, uh, and the uh, how can I not enjoy a film that has a Jeff Tweedy cameo? So. Right? right. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, but let's let's move on. That's we're trying to keep this one tight today. Guys. Yes. So, so
1: um, I, I had next one at I think it's at. Five minutes and forty seconds, it's when Eleanor gives her confession of Of love for Cheedy. uh mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I I do like the Cheedy filibustered recess. Oh,
1: that's <laughs> I have that ran down. It's four fifty five.
0: Uh, yeah, so let's let's hit that one real quick. I do I like this whole
3: vex just pick. Okay, fine. Uh, I choose to combo. You can't drop
2: the teacher. It's <laughs> <Pick> a kid. <laughs> Congratulations, Chitty. You
3: filibuster recess. (laughs) No, no, no. Poor young Chidi. There are way more things I hate about Cheedy than like about
0: him. Like what? Again, (laughs) one of the great things about this show is the subtle performances and the change in Eleanor as she's talking about how much she, there's no way she's in love with Cheedy, to her realization that she is in love with (laughs) Cheedy, And... I, I can't talk about it because things happen in the new episodes, but it's, it's interesting. I'm so- we'll, we'll come across it again mm-hmm. as we get into season two also, because it's just, I, 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 okay. Can't, can't spoil it. We're going episode by episode. I'm I'm not going to talk about it any longer. Uh, so there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So heading over to that. Part. oh
3: and oh fork i'm in love with chidi
0: <laughs> this is what i'm saying
3: let's take a little break i know this is awkward but as your advocate and i hope friend i think you should tell chidi how you feel
2: would a hug make you feel better <laughs>
3: no i don't think oh, that it would late you're getting one <laughs> thanks bomba john that does make me feel better
2: oh,
0: oh.
1: oh bomba john <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so, so we're back to Tahani's to, to uh, painting that Chidi had Janet do and the, the reappearance of Frank Alaino. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had Janet do this dope painting. This guy's famous. <laughs> Who are these dancers?
1: <laughs> uh, and, it's, and it's funny because then, now Tahani thinks that Chidi may be, uh, may be in love with Chidi too. And I think
0: I had you. I just I I, I want to mention that you just said that you that that Chidi may be in love with cheaty Oh, well, Chidi. I know what you meant, but <laughs> t- the idea of that I don't I don't think if anybody is um, is narcissistic on this show, it's not Cheaty. It's definitely Cheezy's, not the narcissistic <laughs> one. Uh, but yes, there's there's the realization on, on Tahani's part that that yeah. she may also be in love with cheaty or rather, I th- and, and and so. I and I don't know if if this is hit upon again elsewhere in this episode but it, as I was seeing this point because this is about as far as I got in my rewatch mm-hmm. but the realization that Tahani has I think is more again speaks to who she is as a person because and and some of the 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 maybe not so good qualities of mm-hmm. suddenly she's noticing that Chidi might be in love with her so then she starts to think, oh, I wonder if I have feelings for this person because they, they like me.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was starting to think too, is like Tahani's so involved. With, well, of course he loves me because mm-hmm, everybody mm-hmm. loves me. Right. I'm friends with Taylor Swift. Yeah. And
0: well, Tahani. her best friend, Beyonce. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so it's, uh, I wonder if like, well, it's, of course, Sahani's jilted feels a little jilted too because she realizes the person who's supposed to be your soulmate is a um, right. amateur professional DJ.
0: Well, <laughs> in all of this, so of of all of the main characters, Tahani appears to be the most naive. Mm-hmm. She still seems to be clinging on to this fact that she earned a place in earned a spot in the good place. She's mm-hmm. still, it, it seems to me anyway, to be trying to uh believe in the system mm-hmm. and and uh, the you know that this is this really it it seems with each crack in the in the uh surface of the good place that happens whether it's it's it begins with uh with Eleanor's outing as being a mistake in the good place, or the fact that uh, that Jason is not uh, Jianyu and uh, and and is not who she thought he was, she she it as a byproduct of her being so self-absorbed, she's
1: missed all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And to think that well, and Chidi thinks he's. She thinks he's he isn't a mistake either. Mm-hmm. So they feel like, well, she's not a mistake. He's I'm not a mistake. Maybe, <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe we do belong together and have um, this whole time, right?
1: So I had next, I think, around eight minutes. Okay. And I think I had like an all Norse confession
3: to talk or. Asked me if I'd taken cash out of their wallets. Stupid stuff. And when I stopped having fun with them, I'd leave. Usually wouldn't even call or anything. I'd just bounce.
4: Gotta go spend that money you stole.
3: Point is, you are way more of a buzzkill than any of those dudes.
4: Okay, thanks for this conversation.
2: somehow,
3: I never want to leave you. I want to stay in the good place because of you. Because I love you. I think. No, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I love you. Ugh, that's embarrassing. I feel so itchy. Don't say anything. I just needed to get that off my chest. Okay, I'm going to go. Catch you later, silly Billy. That's made me a nerd. Bye.
5: John, you're a fake. He's not supposed to be here. Just like your soulmate. More importantly, you did the ballerina painting because you were trying to protect my feelings because you love me. Oh, Chitty, don't you see? This is the real mistake that was made in our neighborhood. You and I are soulmates. It makes so much sense. Oh, but- No, Chitty, true love is rare. Like a desert flower betwixt two oases. (laughs) But true love is also very simple. And right now, I'm just a girl, towering over a boy,
3: (laughs) asking him to admit he loves me. I feel like her confession of love was a lot better than mine. Can I get a do-over?
4: I need to step outside for some air, and I will not be back for many days. Dude, you can't just
3: run away. You have to...
1: All right, so <laughs> I would, the
2: whole thing I know, so I would, good.
1: I would argue that Eleanor's confession of love was a lot more heartfelt and sincere than right. And Tahani recycling, humor- graciously a line from Notting Hill. Uh-huh, yes, <laughs> spoken by Julia Roberts. Right. <laughs> yes, towering over.
0: Yeah, a- asking him to admit exactly. Yes. <laughs> Not even Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh which again I think may speak to some of Tahani's hidden insecurities. Like admit that you love
1: me. <laughs> yes. Um but I just um you know I do you like Notting Hill, by the way? I don't have
0: an opinion, one Okay, so I I will make a small confession. Mm-hmm. And it's just between me and you, Fork buddies. And and uh Susu, since she's in the room now, I kind of like Hugh Grant films. I do too. That's I, okay. I, I. It feels it feels a little wrong to say that, but you know, I, I. Four Rooms in a Funeral, I think, is delightful. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I do kind of like Notting Hill, mm-hmm. um, you know not least a... of all because of the uh, Elvis Costello That's song. What I to say. <laughs> the,
1: the, cover of uh, uh, Elvis Costello
0: yeah covering she yep. yeah great song, great cover, yes, great musician, Elvis Costello, if you're listening to this podcast, you should be on my podcast um I'm saying that's all. uh i asked, they told me no oh. <laughs> uh but I get it, I get it, you gotta protect the voice it's it's okay, okay. i understand um but yeah so in in general i i i find um yeah, you know, I thought that he I, that uh, that he pulled off the character in about a boy very well. Also, mm-hmm. um, which those are really like the, uh, well, no, because I like Juliet Naked, but uh, the I think possibly uh, those those three are the best adaptations of Nick Hornby books: High Fidelity, About a Boy, and and Juliet Naked. Have you seen yeah. a Long Way Down? Nope. Okay. I don't think that I'm going to. It was okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, it's not
1: uh, his. It's it's not his best book for exactly. A
0: while. It, they they took one of my probably my least favorite of his books and turned it into a movie that I did not read good things about. So
1: yeah. um, I I liked it okay. I just I Pierce Brosnan actually gets to act a little bit. Well, oh, that's good. Um, but yeah, I just remember being I so I. <laughs> but yeah, I would agree with you with your Nick Hornby. I, I actually. I, have I you actually, seen Juliet Naked yet? Not yet, but okay. I've seen both Fever pitches.
0: I have not seen the uh, what's his butt uh, version of it. Colin Firth? No, I saw the Colin Firth one. Yeah, I like the Colin Firth one. I, a lot. I think that one's good. I, well, didn't Hornby write the screenplay for that one? Yeah.
1: Um, Which is so it's funny. So uh, just a brief digression here. Sure. So it, It'll
0: happen. It can't, not it can't happen. It can't not happen.
1: <laughs> so I remember. Before I even knew who, well, no, like High Fidelity had just come out. Mm-hmm. And Fever Pitch had not even been released in America. right? But then they started doing like direct-to-video stuff. Mm-hmm. And, of course, um, whoever did the cover art for, this is why I remember first about Fever Pitch, is that there was a half-naked woman with soccer cleats covering her breasts. Oh, okay. <laughs> and a... Um, person staring who is not Colin Firth, just someone who looks like a teenage boy. <laughs> like going and like not realize like just completely mismarketing this film. Yeah,
0: absolutely mismarketing. It's not what the movie yeah. is about at all. It, it makes it look like the a book. Yeah. it
1: makes it look like a soft corn so, soft core porn yeah. college fret pick uh, movie.
0: A la, la American Pie or one of the yeah. those franchises. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I caught it on cable one day, and I was like, "Oh, this like this is really good." Mm -hmm. Um, And I've seen the Jimmy Fallon, Drew Barrymore. That's who I
0: couldn't think of was Jimmy Fallon, and um, (laughs) the more famous of the two,
1: probably. (laughs) Um, And that one is um, surprisingly. I think the Fairley Brothers directed it. Okay. Yeah. And it's surprisingly mature. For really? them. For them. Okay. <laughs> uh, there no one no one gets uh things in their hair. A whole lot of gross out stuff. How many ball jokes are there? I think there's a few. Okay. <laughs> I mean you can't not. it's baseball. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. <laughs> um there I mean it's they Americanized it really well because it is about a baseball team that people obsess over right. the way that um that hornby obsessed over Manchester yeah. United. Mm-hmm. So I would give that one a chance. I mean, it's no Hugh Grant movie um, sure. by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, but um it's fun and it's got a really good soundtrack. There's uh, I think Grant Parker's on it. Oh really? Yeah, okay. nothing original but um, I always I, find I fairly like Grant Parker. I do find fairly brother movie soundtracks. Yeah, they do. Damn good. They do have pick some good songs. Yeah, they have fine taste. Mm -hmm. And in between Jonathan Richmond again and Mm -hmm. uh, Sealy Dan and English Beat and Mm -hmm. like all these bands, I like. I feel like me and the Fairly Brothers could be fast friends.
0: So if you're listening, Fairly Brothers, (laughs) Jason would like to have you. Yeah, I would like to have you on the show, his podcast.
1: Brothers, can you be Fork Brothers with me? There, there you go. <laughs> uh, but
0: yeah, I, I mean, uh, I, I think that if, I, I don't think, which actually, I was looking at this, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I was looking at... Uh, the soundtrack for A Long Way Down and I didn't recognize anybody on that soundtrack which yeah. also put me off of watching the movie a little bit because the thing is that if you're gonna do a Nick Hornby adaptation you have to have a great soundtrack Right because music is so integral to to Hornby stuff
1: anyway mm-hmm. but anyway that that is not not the good place Who was I don't even remember seeing the soundtrack what was do you remember anyone who's on it i don't i'm not
0: gonna remember it was not not anybody i don't think there was anybody that i listened to on there
1: okay which is a shame Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so um i think the next one i had was at 11 minutes um because i skipped well
0: did you go over the let's 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 see this bit between yeah between uh jason and and janet here
1: And then I think it goes into what I wanted to get into, too.
2: Okay. My greatest accomplishment ever. (laughs) I'm trying to cheer myself up because I'm
0: sad. I think I might be in big trouble. Can you bring me something that will make me not sad?
6: Let me think. Sorry that took so long. Here you go. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, dang. Are these from my favorite restaurant, Stupid Nick's Wing
6: Stupid Nick's closed down because a pelican fell in the flash fryer. Oh. But he opened a new place <laughs> called Ugly Nick's Meat Trench. are <laughs> an exact replica of that recipe.
1: Why are you so nice to me?
6: Well, you were very nice to me while I was rebooting. Also, I'm programmed to be nice to everyone.
0: <laughs> Janet, I just realized something. I love you.
6: Okay.
5: <laughs> I have one more question for you.
6: So you also
5: love Chidi? And you, you just told him just now, right before I did?
3: Technically you told him that he loves you, but
5: yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not We must remain civil. He's simply going to have to pick one of us and the loser
3: will just have to accept her fate with grace and equanimity. Maybe if you lose, if he doesn't pick me, I'm start throwing stuff. Nice. <laughs> I suppose you knew
5: that Johnny was a fake, didn't you? Yes, I did. Figured you two charlatans would sniff each other out <laughs> like two mangy rats sharing a pizza crust in a sewer. Okay.
0: That was very specific. <laughs> no,
3: we're not going to do this. We are not going to be those women who fight over a guy and find any excuse to rip each other apart. <laughs>
5: I am not going to apologize for being angry. You knew that my soulmate was lying to me.
3: Yes, I did and I'm very sorry. Listen, you and I have a weird, complicated, forked up friendship, but it's our friendship, and I care about it. Let's do something fun. What would make you feel happy right now?
6: You have a fine home, Deirdre. (laughs) I absolutely adore your shares.
5: I don't know bugger all (laughs) about a shave. (laughs) I've been using this
3: as a bloody toilet, I am. What's this show called again? It's
5: Deirdre and Margaret. It ran for 16 years on the BBC. They did nearly 30 episodes. about two women from very different worlds who become friends. Sort of like us. Oh, Deirdre, no!
2: That's
3: priceless art. I thought it was fruit, innit?
2: Deirdre.
3: I take it the moron is me? That's not a direct parallel. Okay, we did your thing. Now it's my turn. Are you ready to take our bonding to the next level?
1: Okay. So, the thing I love about this is because um, the typical rom-com cliche Mm -hmm. is that the women do become competition for each other. Right, right, uh, right. for For the affections of a man. Mm -hmm. And I like how Elmer quickly diffuses the situation. Yes. And decides to watch this... Long-running sitcom, <laughs> yeah, sixteen years, almost thirty episodes.
0: Which I have to say, I know they're they're joking about how short the seasons are of British TV shows, but I that's actually one of my favorite things about British TV shows is that they're limited run and they don't have time to 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 mm-hmm. get. Um, to run out of steam, really, because they they don't over they don't do twenty some odd episodes a season,
1: right? I can't, I think other than Doctor Who, mm-hmm. I can't think of a like an episode a British TV series that's run like a terribly long time.
0: Well, so they, uh, or I, maybe
1: I, Coronation Street or EastEnders or something like that, but that's a soap opera, right? Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I
0: don't my uh, I, it, it's it doesn't seem like they're. They they've sort of made an amalgamation of British television tropes and thrown them into this into this this <laughs> parody, uh, which I, I it seems to have like a little bit of absolutely fabulous in there, <laughs> um, which is a long running one. I feel like that one that one lasted a long time, and, and they would keep coming back with specials, and, and they
1: just did like a movie like a couple of years ago, right, right, right. Like, I really like that show, but mm-hmm. I like I can't keep up with. I can't keep with every combination that like Saunders and French have done.
0: <laughs> right, right, exactly. And, uh, but yeah, they have. They have a, a lot. I, I don't know. Anyway, oh. uh, but I, I did. I like that we have a complicated, forked-up relationship. But, yes. Yeah.
1: But it's our friendship, and yeah. I I just really um. I mean, again, I. I feel like this is a filler episode, but you get to see too how like Eleanor has grown and mm-hmm. um, and,
0: and hasn't grown because she's like, yeah. yeah, maybe if if you lose, but if I lose, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna start throwing okay. shit.
1: <laughs> but then she quickly, you're like, oh wait, wait, that's old Eleanor. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who's gonna watch sitcoms mm-hmm. that somehow parallel my relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I farm its fruit.
0: <laughs> I've been using it as a toilet. <laughs>
1: so um, I think the next thing I had was like, this is Michael and Michael Chidi. Michael and Cheedy.
4: Yeah. Oh, good. You're back. Hey, I, uh, I know we're short on time, but I need your help with a personal dilemma.
0: This is about fake Eleanor
4: and real Eleanor. Yes. Which person is my soulmate? Real Eleanor. That's what the system determined. <laughs> okay. Of course, the system did
0: screw up by letting (laughs) fake Eleanor in. You know, it's interesting. Fake Eleanor being selected accidentally and then you bonding with her could have shifted
1: the formula. But it's one of those two people. (laughs) Well, I I don't know. I mean, the system might be so screwed up at this point that maybe you don't belong to either Eleanor. Oh. (laughs) You (laughs) is spreading. What? Your indecisiveness is infecting me like a virus, <laughs> Ochiti. Oh, this could send us down a very dangerous path. If you can't make a choice, this whole neighborhood could fall apart.
4: Okay. Getting close here. <laughs> Smelling the. Did ethical that say eating Nemo? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, same old cheat. Not gonna come back for a fifth time. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's smart. <laughs> How are you? Uzo, it's been too long. It has, it has. So if you like, want to pause it, it here, you know. Alan yeah. And I are engaged. You're my old.
1: So yes, the the restaurant's name is Eating Nemo, which yes. I wrote down. And I thought that was funny. That was that's a good that's a good uh, a good sign pun. But um, the thing I do like about this, it's, it, Michael is pretty much expressly saying why algorithms suck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he is yes yes. So Be, it's because of the outliers and the yeah. Uh, I thought that was great. I yeah that's I mean, that's a little bit of a side of Michael that he hasn't shown very often mm-hmm. where he where it's angry Michael
1: yeah he did get a little
0: got a little testy there, usually mm-hmm. even if he is upset or something, it's still under the guise of of you know regular Michael mm-hmm. but this is it's like you're ruining my creation yeah you're it's cheating. yeah, he does a you <laughs> that's that's uh hmm hmm <laughs> Maybe that comes back in later episodes. Who knows? Oh, <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. Um. So, um. So we've just declared that algorithms suck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Which is why we shouldn't, um, um Netflix make decisions for us. <laughs> And that you should subscribe to the Criterion Channel coming this February.
0: Yeah, I saw that. I got that email. That looks pretty cool. Yeah, excited about that.
1: I'm pretty excited about that too. It looks like the original program is going to be really good. Good. I um, I am tempted to just spend ninety dollars for the whole year if if I just knew it was going to last a year.
0: That's right. It's it's a little. I'm a little gun shy about that myself.
1: Yeah. And like when they say, "Well, we need help, so like, give us your money," and I'm like, and "I don't even know what's going to stream well, on."
0: Yeah, and also, I, 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 I mean, if that's if that's what's going to make or break the the channel, I don't know. Like, I give you my money during every criterion sale criterion, yeah. so
1: at fifty percent off, mind you, but still, which still, uh, <laughs> I think True Stories comes out. I think this Tuesday. Okay, so which means that's going to be my pick this week, but. Um, back to what was it um, if they're not going to have an Apple TV streaming service or something where I can watch it on my TV mm-hmm. if I have to watch it on my phone mm-hmm. I'm not going to subscribe to it
0: yeah has there been no no discussion of, of where I, they're going to be available yet
1: I don't know but that's why I never subscribed to Filmstruck right it's because I'm not going to watch this on my phone yeah um, well you can Chromecast well, yeah, I, I could Chromecast from my iPhone to my to my Apple TV, but it doesn't like it's not really great right yeah. now. Still, so gotcha. i I feel like that's something that I would invest in if they had the channel for it. Sure, yeah. Um, I had seventeen twenty.
0: Okay.
4: To pick a bar for 30 minutes. It is literally impossible to be your friend. You're incapable of making a single decision. Look, I know I can be indecisive, but what's the harm in taking a few extra minutes to find the perfect...
1: <laughs> That's the harm, Chee. Yeah.
4: You're right. I just need to make a decision. I'm going to look each of these women in the eye, trust my gut, and figure out how I feel. You're kidding. That worked? Great! Go do it!
1: Ah! Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) let's get ready
4: to marry!
0: Let's get ready to marry?
3: (laughs) Yo, check it. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. At different moments during our time here, we
6: both thought
3: that Tragic Mike over here was our one true love and now, Tragic
4: Mike
6: Whatever <laughs> Janet
3: is I suppose her are right, it's a bit strange
4: I'd like to
0: read a poem Janet, my digital queen Janet, we can dare to dream Send nude pics of your heart to me <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars
2: rule!
6: <laughs> when I was rebooted and I lost all my knowledge I was confused and disoriented But you were always kind to me and according to the central theme of 231,600 songs, <laughs> movies, <laughs> poems, and novels that i researched for these vows in the last three seconds, that's what love's all about. Does anybody here object to this marriage?
3: Of course yeah, we so do! How could we not idea.
6: object? <laughs> Overruled. Oh, <that's a> <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you want me to be your wife? Yeah. I want you to be my husband. Tight. <laughs> so, by the power vested in me, by me, I now pronounce us husband and wife.
0: We did it! Can I kiss you or will I be electrocuted?
6: Only one way to find out. (laughs) Woo! Get some!
3: Go get it, girl! I'm just going with it now.
1: (laughs) So, wedding remix. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Like like it's... (laughs) (laughs) Remix, <laughs> <laughs> and he's wearing his DJ music hat he is and of course his his
0: sleeveless jacket that's that's very very florida mm-hmm. um what do which...
1: you, I'm curious what do you think Jason sees in um in Janet other than the fact that she gives him things
0: well, and that she's genuinely nice to him. Everybody yeah. else treats him like an idiot yeah. and is just very dismissive of him and all that sort of thing. And it, it I think that this is probably the first situation, because of who Janet is, of mm-hmm. really not, you know, she doesn't... Good Janet doesn't have a mean bone in her body, right. basically. She has no
1: bones in her body. Right. So... But she is like a, as we've established before, she was murdered, (laughs) um, (laughs) or rebooted. Sure, um, is that she is not a a a person? Right, right. Yeah.
0: No. There, there's. I mean, there's all of that. There's, there's all the. It's. I, I think that probably though, if you look at it from, it's if you look at it from the two standpoints of of who they are, Mm -hmm. Janet is this. Uh, basically, Siri embodied. Right? She has mm-hmm. all of the knowledge. She has all of of uh, all the stuff. She doesn't actually understand emotion because mm-hmm. she doesn't have them. Um, she can kind of, of of ape them, if you will. She can kind of uh, approximate them, but she doesn't feel them. Right? Uh, but she knows that that as she was feeling frustrated by not knowing stuff. Uh, that Jason was nice to her. Mm-hmm. And Jason, from his standpoint of being just a complete idiot, uh, <laughs> and, uh, the, just somebody who makes horrible decisions at every turn. Yes. Uh,
1: but I love him anyway. <laughs> ex- well, because of,
0: he's also the most okay with himself. Yeah. Uh, but other people aren't okay with who he is. Mm-hmm. And they have no problem showing him uh derision all the time yeah and and janet doesn't janet's like the one person that doesn't and doesn't judge she yeah and she gives him whatever he asks for so um um, i mean honestly from jason's standpoint she's the perfect person she is his soulmate
1: (laughs) sicky or is it uh nick's meat trench (laughs) yes uh
2: yeah ugly uh, ugly Ugly nick's Nick's meat meat trench trench. yes (laughs)
1: Um, so I think the last part I had was, um, when Chidi arrives. Okay.
0: That should be about, I'll say about the 20 minute mark.
3: I yeah. have to tell me what you said. I just wanted to see if you're okay. Oh man, you are a good person. I swear. If I had known you and Tahani and Chidi on earth, I might've for real gotten into the good place.
4: Oh, Hey, it's my three favorite yogurts.
3: (laughs) 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 I've been kind of all over the place today. An hour ago, I thought Gian Yu was my soulmate. And the fact that that kind of made sense means you and I could never be meant for each other. Plus, Gian Yu's married to Janet now. Okay. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) But I think more in a best friend, afterlife, savior kind of way. I'm not so much hot for teacher as I am eternally grateful for semi-cute, surprisingly ripped teacher. <laughs> Kitty, I also have to apologize. It's just that when I found out that Johnny wasn't
5: my soulmate, I, I desperately needed something to keep me afloat, and well, you were the nearest lifeboat, as it were. And yes, we do have the sort of connection that only two highly educated sophisticates could have, but it's not true love. True love is what janice and Gion, you have
4: yeah what oh, to stay, Jack, but we
5: need to find michael <laughs> eleanor i think i figured out a way for you to stay
3: <gasps> really I'll, I'll come too
1: <laughs> <What>?
2: <laughs>
1: so <laughs> so the one thing that was supposed to happen the one like Chee was supposed to make a decision. It never. Mm-hmm. He never gets the opportunity to do it.
0: Right, but he seemed like he was going to. So, yeah. what was Chee's decision? We will
1: never know. Yeah. Um, so that's again, it confirms my belief that this is just like a very great filler episode. It is because yeah. the one person who is supposed to like, like have a character de- like have a development. Mm-hmm come to some resolution. It never happened. Of course, the decision was made for him. Right. <laughs> um, exactly. He didn't even have to make the decision, Yeah.
0: but he was also too busy being what? <laughs> 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 yeah. Being confused by the, the uh, situation with, with Janet and Jason. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I don't know. It's, it seemed like he had a moment and he mm-hmm. didn't get to have it, mm-hmm. uh, which I is probably perfect for Cheaty. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he's actually ready to do something and at the point that he's ready to do it he can't. Yes. It's it's the the moment is taken away from him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get to 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 do the thing. Yeah. It's it's torture. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh any other thoughts on the episode as a whole?
1: I again, very fun like it's funny there's a lot of good moments but I don't think it I, I don't think it just moves things along it's not weak it
0: doesn't right so i don't think think there's overall i have to agree with you that that it is it doesn't really move the larger plot along it does move a few things along though it does show some cracks in michael Mm -hmm. uh as as perhaps not the most even-tempered person that he makes himself out to be Mm -hmm. um and not like the he there's uh, it's really the first time that he shows anger. Like I was saying, it's, yeah. it's he never really has gotten angry before, and in this case, he does. Uh, there's the 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 plot point of Jason marrying Janet. That yeah, is, that's the that big is a development. thing. That's yeah. the big development, right? Uh, and then there is this this simultaneous uh, kind of odd development of 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 uh, Tahani and and Eleanor. Mm-hmm uh we do it, it seems like we get a little bit more from each of them uh Eleanor is real uh, you know the fact that they're able to independently grow uh and that again it it kind of it it uh is anti uh romantic comedy trope right because yes. they both realize that they're mm-hmm. not or uh, that they're pursuing the the man for the wrong reasons mm-hmm. uh that they need they have some growing to do
1: yeah and it's funny it's like in in your normal rom-com it's the man who has to make the decision like yes. harry has to choose sally mm-hmm. whereas in this case sally d- makes the decision for harry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like like we don't need you yeah
2: <laughs> It,
0: which i, I have uh, heard in, in, in under multiple occasions that that is how that movie should have gone <laughs> that sally would have been like you know i don't think you're the right person for me actually we should see other people <laughs> 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 it would have been a whole different movie um because the idea that uh there's uh, uh, just quick harry met when harry met sally thing uh it's it multiple Times And I'm trying to think where I'd heard it originally, but uh, discussions of how over and over again, the stories of the old couples Mm -hmm. in When Harry Met Sally revolve around like the man being uh, like pushing himself on the woman basically mm-hmm. there's like she you know she kept telling me no but i wouldn't take no for an answer you mm-hmm. know it's that that um that it's if you look at it you know when i watched it in the what it came out in like 1989 i want to I say think so yeah uh which is which makes sense because it was probably about the height of of harry connick junior mania um <laughs> but <laughs> if it was not such in my a heart <laughs>
1: That fire burns. (laughs) It's burned for... (laughs) Um, But
0: I I don't know that that would be... I I think that that would not do uh, what it did now. I mean, it's... um, uh, Seeing it back then, it seemed like, oh, that's kind of sweet. But if you watch it now, if you think about it, like, oh, that's that's actually kind of... That's, you know, it's all very... uh, old school misogyny kind of thing.
1: Yeah. I, it's, it, yeah, I, I did find this refreshing that it's, this passes the Bechdel, the Bechdel test, mm-hmm. like flying colors with extra credit. <laughs> right. Um, and you get to like learn the characters and the dynamic and the bonding between the, the core foursome mm-hmm. grows. Um, Other than that, like, yeah, it's it's a good, funny episode. It's full with a lot of gags and mm-hmm. um, things, but like it doesn't move the plot along. But it's it's if I didn't like these four characters so much, like I I like hanging out with them. I yeah. like hanging out with the Eleanor's and the cheese, and, um, and I especially I keep discussing too that uh, I miss uh, I love Jason so much.
0: <laughs> yes, well, I mean, this is kind of a, a deep breath kind of episode Mm -hmm. you know we've we've had the the ramp up to where eleanor is revealed and Mm -hmm. all of these things have have happened the climax has happened and this is sort of the um okay now we know we're gonna hit that slope where it's got to come to uh where everything needs to be brought to fruition and resolution Mm -hmm. for the end of the season uh Mm -hmm. and where we just hit that ninth episode so we've got uh 10 11 12 13 so we've got four episodes left Was that 10? Yeah, that was 10. Holy crap. Um, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. So we've only got three episodes left, which like- which even more makes my point. Mm-hmm. Um, as I bring up the... Yeah, holy crap, that was the 10th episode. We've done it. <laughs> so there's 11, 12, 13. Uh, as this is up, by the way, I, I've just brought the Netflix app back up. Uh, I I'm
1: a, I want to see the that Kaminsky method thing. Uh, I want to see... The Buster Scruggs. That's the Coen Brothers movie. Oh, I, that's the one.
0: That's I, the one with Tim Blake Nelson, that where he's the like the country singer, so, The cowboy singer.
1: Yeah. So I think this was originally going to be like a TV show. Really? I think yeah, they wanted to do like it was going to be a TV show directed by the Coen Brothers, as opposed to a TV show based on Coen Brothers property. Huh. And it was going to be this anthology series about. The same guy named Buster Scruggs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Tim Blake Nelson plays a, a Buster Scruggs. Um, James Franco plays a Buster Scruggs, and they all have different tropes.
0: I need to, I need to see that. So I um, as well.
1: It just came out yesterday, but I kind of want to see Kaminsky out there too because I like Michael Douglas so much.
0: Well, Alan Arkin's in it also. Oh yeah, I love Alan Arkin.
1: Uh, I just listened to that interview
0: on Marin yesterday with the uh, with with. Uh, michael douglas okay i need to listen to that it's it's uh it's a really good interview
1: my only my only hesitance with this is that i think chuck Laurie i know is behind it he is and of the three big bang episodes big bang theory episodes i've watched Mm -hmm. i'm not like that enthralled with the show
2: Mm-hmm. yeah no,
1: um, and of the and, two episodes of two and a half men I've watched
0: i, I yeah, it's just too it was too cliche, too schlocky, yeah. for me uh it was not the sort of his stuff has mm-hmm. not been the sort of sitcom that I enjoyed terribly, yeah. but they've also been immensely popular. I don't know, I'm hoping that because it's Michael Douglas because it's Alan Arkin that it's good yeah uh we'll we'll see about that but. so
1: and maybe just one and one more. Coda at the end it probably mm-hmm. has nothing to do with the good place whatsoever. Is that? Um, oh, why well, we'll start now? Yeah, <laughs> 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 but no, it's just William Goldman died yesterday. And, oh, I know. Yeah, that's a and, huge bummer. I, um, it really bummed me out because a as I think we talked on Twitter yesterday. Mm-hmm. Butch Cassie and the Sundance Kid is probably a top five movie of mine. I just love it's it. It's a so brilliant
0: much. movie. Yeah, I it's 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 I, I love that movie. And as I was mentioning, mm-hmm. Marathon Man mm-hmm. just is I, I think some of the finest performances that uh, certainly among the finest performances that Roy ever gave, but mm-hmm. uh, Dustin Hoffman as well. And like the the, the is it safe? Yes, um, it's such a good film and I mean of course Princess Bride I love the Princess Bride it'll always be one of my favorite movies but I mean did that guy do a bad film
1: there's I mean I so I can't I was trying to think of like a bad William Goldman movie Mm -hmm. I don't one that he's had anything behind and maybe the only thing you could fault maybe is the direction Mm -hmm. I think one of the reason the other reason why Butch Cassidy works so well is because George Roy Hill is such a brilliant director mm-hmm. um all the president's men is amazing yes um just um that's another like as a nerd as a as a computer nerd who likes journalism porn mm-hmm. i find that movie to be just amazing um he did polishes on he supposedly did polishes on goodwill hunting uh-huh. um which I mean, dude, I like that movie a lot too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't think of, um, and I think I've read. I'm pretty sure I've read Adventures in the Screen Trade. And he's pretty frank about how he, um, how he feels about Hollywood. It's this love hate relationship he has.
0: And the the novels, because he also wrote the novel for Princess Bride. He wrote the mm-hmm. uh, Marathon Man uh, novel as well.
1: Um, so I
0: think that. Yeah. Oh, and he did this. He was a consultant on a few Good Men. Um, oh, yeah,
1: because him and Rob Reiner had a pretty good relationship for oh, a chaplain.
0: while. Chaplin, I didn't realize that was him. Um, Chaplin, you're the comment I actually kind of like, but it's not. I don't think critically well regarded. Uh, that's it. It also has like Nancy Travis and and mm. uh, and
1: and Tim Daly, so <laughs> it's not
0: like a big star kind of oh. vehicle.
1: As I'm oh, so he did the rehuray for Last Action Hero, which I kind of like. Yeah, um, Maverick's really good, but then like later on, as I'm looking down, there's okay. a Hugh Grant so, movie in there.
0: <laughs> so so there 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 are some some misfires later on. I, I retract yeah. my
1: earlier statement,
0: but overall, if you pay attention to like the basically pre nineties stuff, I'm going to fault um,
1: direction as opposed to screenplay.
0: I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know.
1: Maybe yeah. anyway. So, um, yeah, gonna, that one hit me kind of hard though. That one that lost hit me kind of hard. Cause I yeah. followed him very, he's one of those screenwriters, him, Scott Frank, uh, it would be another one which oddly enough looking at the credits, Scott Frank had a hand in malice, ah. um, which he apparently did screen right with as did, um, uh, who's the guy who does the walk and talks, um, Sorkin. Yeah. Aaron Sorkin. I, I hold those three people in such high regard as writers.
0: That's I, I may have missed that one. Yeah. Malice is
1: good. Okay. Um, I think you, as far as sorrels go, it's pretty it's pretty nifty.
0: Nice. Uh, well, I think that's gonna do it. Yeah, I think, oh. and it's just a shade over an hour. If uh, if anybody would like to write in, it's whattheforkpod at gmail dot com. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, uh, where we are occasionally active, it's uh, at whattheforkpod and. The please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and whatever other app you listen to us on. And if you do listen to us, subscribe subscriptions help as well.
1: And that's gonna do it. And of course, I'd like to, like to shout out to my dad for making a comment. Uh, a comment. <laughs> yes, I did determine yeah. it was him. Oh, oh. <laughs> yes, thank Jason, thanks, Jason's dad, <laughs> much appreciated. But Kristen, you're still, <laughs> yeah,
0: and t- and tell your friends and yes. suggest us. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Later, Fork Buddies.
1: Later, Fork Buddies.
2: She may be the face I can't forget. The trace of pleasure or regret. Maybe my treasure or the price I have to pay. She may be the song the summer sings. Maybe the chill the autumn brings.